0: What's up? Welcome to 3AM Sports. It's Thursday, October 31st. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween to all of our listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Send us your questions. We'll definitely give you a shout out on on our next episode. Uh, We got a lot to get into today. Before we do, it's been a rough couple weeks for our Wisconsin boys. Let's check in, make sure they're okay, talk through any feelings we have. Nick, Karge, What's going on?
1: Sadness. Card, you can start, because I'll just lead into the records.
2: Um, I'm pretty over it, to be honest. Um, I've ranted a few times this week on various radio stations and or um, <laughs> b- b- blog. So I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty over it, so um, I'm ready to move on and, and see what uh, remains of the, the 2019 season. I like that. We did have a,
0: a nice little debrief session after the game on Saturday that is out there I'm sure if you, if you follow us, you've listened probably and heard it. So if not go out, it's a, it's a treat. Um, it's a treat. We're in rare form, but we covered a lot of the game. I think, yeah, I think you guys seem to be past it. So.
1: Yeah. Um, a little bit, a little bit fuzzy from what what we talked about on that episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Carger, uh, I actually have a, I don't know if like, we could call it a new segment alert or something like that, but, uh, Carger not only got into it calling into radio stations, but he got into Twitter wars. Ooh. <laughs> um, uh, I believe with, I, I I won't say who it was with, but basically Carger saying that um, Joe Rudolph should be fired for calling the plays. And then I believe it ended with someone, someone convincing you that Joe Rudolph doesn't call the plays and that it's all Paul
2: Christ. Am I reading this right, Karj? Yeah, something like that, but um, I care not to discuss those um, drunken thoughts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I care not.
1: Um, Damn, so I, might yeah, go,
2: uh, I might go we're, look we're into that.
1: We're definitely over it. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, yes. Glad you fun. got it out of your system. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're over it. We're definitely over it. Um, so week nine overall, um, jumping into it. Uh, lop went four and four he's now 38 and 34 overall I went three and five I'm now 33 and 39 and Karj also went four and four uh, and he uh, for the season is 30 and 42 and in our uh, actual league um, I believe the winner was 500 and won on a tie break five five people were at 500
0: yep so is five people were at four and four and the other f- the remaining I guess the rest of the people went three and five, so pretty tight right around that five hundred for this week. Kind of a weird week for Very spreads and games, week. just weird,
1: right? Which, um, but it, which means this week is going to be insane. But um, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, speaking of, I guess we'll just jump into kind of what happened last week. Kind of some of the big games, just things to things to note. First, we were at the game. Obviously, Ohio State beat Wisconsin thirty-eight to seven. You know, I think the, the main thing here, it was a rainy day, a lot of running the ball. J.K. Dobbins looked good for Ohio State. Wisconsin didn't have much on offense, very low f- um, first half scoring-wise for, for both teams. But then the big thing, it was 10-7 to 7 early in the third quarter as I was in the, the bathroom line, which was great. The head, Wisconsin scored their touchdown. But then after that, it was all Buckeyes. So Ohio State goes on to outscore them 28-7 to 7 for the rest of the game. Winning thirty-eight-seven. We again we talk, touched on this last uh, Saturday, and we are officially over it. Any other thoughts on this game before we kind of put it what, officially I, out I of actually, our memory? I actually,
1: have, do have one thing. I don't remember if I said this uh, when we. I don't remember if I said this on Saturday, but uh, I was the only Wisconsin fan. So we had four Wisconsin fans at the game. I was the only one to see the touchdown live. Is that in right? Person. Everybody else was down,
2: uh, staying warm in the in the tunnel. Wow. Uh, I was getting a beer. I was getting beer. Beer line really? and bathroom line was very short, or very long. Sorry, very long.
0: It was very long. That was tough. Yeah.
2: Just saying. Well. Sorry, I didn't
1: mean to make you even worse. Even mm-hmm. worse, Carter. Um, the uh, next game, probably the the biggest game um, of the weekend in terms of uh, uh, upsets. Oklahoma loses to Kansas State. Um, I was sad gambling after the game, and I just I used pretty much all my. I just kept smashing the, the uh, points for or not the points the um, non points. What even? What would you? What do you call that? The under. Wait, no, no, not the under. I kept smashing Oklahoma.
2: Not you kept laying points with you. Put line yeah, yeah, points on. Points. Oklahoma. Oh.
1: I just kept smashing that, like, <laughs> because it, it, like, I'm like, they're gonna win, like, I, they're gonna yeah. win, and I kept, and they, had, and they lost. I think by the end, I was money line betting them because the, the odds had switched so much, and they lost. Cards um, called this. I, w- no,
0: I don't even know.
2: you took I Kansas the, State. <laughs> I was the to only cover. one in the pool to take Kansas to cover. Um, so I guess that's the reason why I'm taking a little bit of credit because I was the only one within our group that got this game right. Yeah, against the Giants spread. Four four. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like You're the only one in the pool, but still in 4-4. Four four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of funny. It was a weird um, week. It was a weird week. I'm not trying to beat up on your card. It was just a weird week.
0: <laughs> it was weird. It was and, a- and I think we end up talking about this game a little bit more when we get into our kind of rankings discussion. But, I mean, huge playoff implications here for a team that I think a lot of people expected to run the table pretty easily. So, huge, again, game for Kansas State and um, a huge game potentially for kicking the Big 12 out of the playoffs, which, again, we'll talk about later.
2: Yeah, next game we got Utah shuts out Cal 35-0. Now, this one I did call. Um, You did call this. I'm pretty sure if you go back, and I'm pretty sure I said Utah's going to win 35-0. Maybe Cal gets a late touchdown for a 35-7 final. So I'm taking 100% credit on this one. Um, Keeps the Pac-12 alive with a one-loss Cal. Um, I guess there's not really much else for me to say than that. Cal's got a big loss this week. Hey Sadie. What up, Sadie?
0: One loss, Utah. Um, but yeah, big, big props to you. I you nailed this. Um Cal looked very bad on offense, didn't do much, and obviously Utah handled them. So not great for Utah or Cal, but Utah, again, like you said, stays alive. Potentially they have a chance at the playoff. Um, next game, which was a big game, LSU beats Auburn 23-20. I really expected LSU to pull away a little bit more. I think Auburn hung with them pretty well. A lot of defense in this game, um, but again, LSU survives. Joe Burrow does his thing and and puts up, I think one throwing touchdown, one rushing touchdown. He threw for over three hundred yards, so he's you know continuing to make that Heisman push. And they look impressive. And it's you know all roads lead to the LSU Bama game, not this week but next week. So very excited for that. And it-
1: and I think with this game, it actually wasn't even that close. Like uh, Auburn scored, it was 23-13. Auburn scored in like the in the last like four minutes or something like that. That's true. Um, so I, I think like, I mean, beside that, I, I, ne- I watching that game, I never really felt scared for LSU um, while it was happening.
0: That's true. I guess I just personally expected LSU to – I, I, run away a little run bit away. more offensively yeah and yeah. and Auburn I mean they hung tough which
1: stinks because then everybody's like oh Auburn's kind of good
2: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: you're like are they yep
2: yeah I think which... I think LSU was just limping along to get to that bye um they've had a hell of a first half of their schedule and I think they were just getting to that point where they're like I just we just need to win this game get to our bye and look at the second half of the season because they still have a lot to play for and a lot of crucial games coming up
0: well, and the right. thing with them is always they lose one somewhere along the way that maybe they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have, and it's it's primarily for the most part usually before Alabama last year. I think they went in undefeated, but they've survived so far. And so, uh, again, huge huge game coming up. But um, regardless, LSU gets it done. So big win for them.
2: Uh, next game, Michigan destroys Notre Dame, forty-five fourteen um notre dame may have looked worse than wisconsin on offense which i <laughs> i'm that's not very easy to do so um notre dame is officially out of the playoffs two losses um ends that discussion michigan i don't know great home win for him against a top 10 team i guess uh doesn't still give me too much faith in michigan moving forward
0: michigan i don't know is exactly summing up that up i mean it's no idea really what to expect from them going forward, other than they'll probably compete in games, obviously. Uh, but can you rely on them to, you know, pr- put it, forward this amount of offense each game? I don't think so.
1: It it was a freaking monsoon, and Notre Dame threw the ball like 40 times. Or I, I don't know. if it, it, it was well over like 25 times. Um, and I think Michigan uh, threw the ball like, eight times and just ran the ball because right. it, it was a freaking monsoon so brian kelly like what the hell man like figure it out like that you you got to be better than that in a monsoon it, it just didn't make sense to me um who i mean it sucks for me because i had notre dame in the, in the top four yeah um and i also don't like michigan whatsoever so yeah um who the who the hell knows what michigan is but Ohio I think- State's you know toughest game is going to be michigan now
0: yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's kind of par for the their season course, if you will. In no way would I expect even in a, in a big down year for Michigan for Ohio State to just roll over them. So I was always expecting that. I think the other thing, too, for Notre Dame, and I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit in our picks, Ian Book is bad. Card, you said it. He might be worse than, like, Hornibrook. He's bad, and he can't pass. And it was monsooning, Nick, to your point, but... Man, they they need some they need better talent at quarterback.
1: Right, it's not good. Um, next game, TCU beats Texas thirty seven twenty seven. Um, why did you so? Lol is the is the caption for this one? Uh, because you know, Loft specifically gave me this game to talk about because Texas is not back. Mm. Um, they stink. Uh, TCU is not even TCU is not good um, no. what, what time slot was this in?
0: No idea I didn't see a second did you of this guys game
1: just, Did you guys hide this game from me? It had to have been an, a noon game No, well, Karger called we this as his locker.
2: No, I, I didn't was, see any of this game I think right. it was a night game I think it was a night game
1: Yeah, so I thought I, I figured one of you guys just like hid this from me um, in my stupor so that I couldn't like troll you guys uh, all night gotcha that was that was my mind frame on it, but yeah, TCU beats Texas. Um, laugh out loud, funny because Texas is is not back.
0: <laughs> Somebody, won- there's like Christianist. M- yes, there was some meme account um, on Instagram that posted the video of uh, Sam Ellinger last year when they won the bowl game, and he was just like, uh, "Hey, uh, what do he you say? Hey, Long- Longhorn Nation, we're back!" And it's just like the <laughs> funniest thing ever because they just got beat by ten points against TCU. Just so good. Um, and then I guess last, just to round it off, we have the mighty, mighty, unbeaten's of Division One: Minnesota, SMU, and Baylor. Stay undefeated. Baylor's playing currently, yeah. um, but crazy that these three teams we can say after nine weeks of play have not lost. So
1: kind of weird, kind of weird season. It's funny that our season has basically boiled down to us competing for Paul Bunyan's axe. And that's all we got. And like some weird bowl.
0: Yeah, I'm I mean sorry. Minnesota has to play Penn State. You, there's a chance, you guys. Well, we don't have to talk about it. We'll we'll move okay. past it.
1: We've we moved past it. We're past it.
0: We're past it. Let's let's talk about the AP poll. So, you know, as it stands right now, there are five teams that are undefeated. Well excluding Minnesota, SMU and Baylor. So LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson and Penn State are at the top 5 right now of the AP poll. All 8, no. I think obviously LSU and Alabama are going to there's going to be a loss there after next week. My question out of all of this because I think the undefeateds are what they are right now and the the rankings come out um, next week, but my question is for you guys, who is your best one-loss team that's sitting there behind them. So when we get past the fifth spot, Penn State Nittany Lions, you've got Florida, Oregon, Georgia, Utah, and Oklahoma all with one loss. Who do you give uh, kind of the nod to, or if there's a team that can still you know, have a chance of, of making the playoff, who do you guys look to there?
2: Do you th- is the question more so who do I think the better team is or who do I think has the best, better chance of getting in the college playoff? Because I guess I would say Oklahoma is still, I think, the best one loss team, even though they lost to Kansas State. But I don't think they have the best chance as a one loss team to get into the playoff. I think that actually goes to Oregon right now as the best one loss team with the best chance to get into the p- playoff. So yeah. I guess I just I guess I just answered it both ways for you anyways. But I mean, I guess that'd be my take.
1: Uh can you guess can you guess what i'm going to say? Georgia. Think about it. Georgia. So uh i think Georgia is the best uh one loss team. I think that they have the uh best chance um they have obviously South Carolina is a bad loss. They have Florida who's number 6 this week which i think they're highly highly overrated. Um yeah, uh, I I think it's I think it's still Georgia. Maybe I even you know swapped them out with um, Notre Dame. To put them actually no, they're already in my final four. Aren't they both? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, son of a bitch.
0: Yeah, I Boyer. think I'm with kind of both of you in a way. I think Georgia has the best um, what's the word opportunity to still make the playoff because they have the big or the SEC championship coming up, and you know that's a strong conference. But at the same time, I feel like Oklahoma is the best team card, so I'm with you there. But I also think potentially the easiest road is Oregon because the Pac-12 is quote-unquote down and you know there there is a, a path for them to get there. Georgia has a tough road to win the SEC. They, they have to win the SEC. Um, Oklahoma yeah. has an easy road, but have they done enough, their loss is really bad kind of thing. So, I mean, I think... <laughs> The thing that we can probably agree on the most is that Florida is not in that position here, and Utah and yeah. Oregon, you know, if one of those teams run the table in the Pac-12, it's it's theirs to, you know, their playoff spot to lose basically.
1: And it's funny, I think Utah and Oregon could lose this weekend. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's <laughs> I don't the Pac-12. It's, it's happen, but exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's we. I don't know. It's are they are they good? Is the Pac-12 good? I just I have no idea.
2: We'll leave the heated um, playoff future discussions until the college football playoff rankings are coming out. But I think that there's still some teams out there. I mean, you guys dismiss Florida pretty quickly. If Florida were to win this week and go to the SEC championship game and beat an LSU, get the revenge on the team that beat them, why wouldn't they be considered to go? I mean, there's a lot that can still happen.
0: In my mind, they've already lost two more games. Like, I just don't give them enough credit. And I, I fully know that, but that's a, something that I deal with myself. I don't know.
1: I think that the reason I think that way is because they're staring at Georgia this weekend. So, obviously, yeah. this will be hashed out in, in two days.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Some of this will definitely play itself out. And we have the playoff rankings coming out next week, I believe, or after LSU-Bama, the 15th. Correct. cool so we'll know a lot more then until then let's look at let's look at the board ahead of us one game at a time week 10 typically if you're paying attention we call both the Ohio State and the Wisconsin games on our board each week both of those teams have a bye so those teams are not on our board we have a little bit of a down week I'd say a couple good games here and there but To get into it, our first game is happening currently as we speak. We got West Virginia at, as we mentioned, undefeated Baylor in Waco. Baylor's favored here by 17.5, which seems like a big line, but it kind of makes sense because West Virginia has not been great this year. For me, this game typically is like the quintessential, it's on Halloween, it's a Thursday night, it's the only game on, weird stuff is probably going to happen, for me, I think I'm boiling this game down to one simple, um, I guess, idea, is Baylor has an opportunity tonight to prove or disprove their validity in college football, and I'm choosing to believe that they are going to prove that they're a good team. Not necessarily an amazing team, a playoff team, but a team that can take on a national stage, the only game on against a subpar team, and dominate them at home, so for me, I'm on Baylor here as I may be a little bit delayed, but I think we—he just caught a touchdown, the Baylor wide receiver. So, underrated. Okay, so I'm on uh, I'm on Baylor here to win by more than 17 and a half at home Thursday night Halloween.
2: I got Baylor as well, minus a 17 and a half. Uh, the line moved prior to kickoff, I think, to minus 20 Baylor, maybe even 20 and a half somewhere. Oh, wow. So a lot of pe- a lot of people felt the same way. Baylor just – I believe West Virginia just went into uh, – just took it to Baylor last year. I think they won 59-7 to seven or some outrageous scores. So, I think Baylor has a lot of revenge in their mind. So, not letting them look too far ahead, knowing that they have a crazy game on a Thursday night Halloween ahead of them. So, I'm thinking that they were pretty focused going into that game. And I have Baylor, again, big over West Virginia.
1: Take me home, country roads. I'm Ooh. all over West Virginia. Uh I wouldn't say I'm all over him. <laughs> uh, I, I think that it's just a lot of things lining up for Baylor being undefeated, um, playing at home, weird Thursday night game. Um, like Card said, line has moved. So the consensus is um, smash Baylor. But uh, for all those reasons, I'm taking West Virginia. Um, what I have been doing has not been working. <laughs> so um, I'm over. I'm all over West Virginia. Um, I think that it just. In my dumb mind, uh, West Virginia always has a good offense. So, or, yeah. Sorry, not a good offense. Good defense. So, um, I'm on West Virginia. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna make it a a rough game, and they did score. The Baylor scored up yeah. so, seven nothing, um, which I'm actually okay with that score. Six seconds left in the first quarter. So, yeah. Held them to a touchdown in the first quarter. Hopefully, they hold them to less in the next quarters. It's it. You
0: know, it's bad when you're doing a college football podcast and you say. What I've been doing isn't working. Pretty often, and I feel like we've all had a couple weeks where we're like, "Well, what I've been doing isn't working." So I just flipped it, and now I'm just, yeah, whatever. And yeah, not I, great. I
2: I had that line in my commentary somewhere down the yeah, down the exactly. List, so I had that one keyed up just to let you know, right? Yeah. But right. to be fair, but to be fair, I'm also doing the worst, so I think I have the most credibility yeah. in saying that. Right. But well, that's, that's true. what Last
1: yeah, last year when I was doing the worst, I you, the last week of the year, I tried to fade myself, and you guys wouldn't let me. After we made all the picks, so yeah, you know, that's correct. That's, that's where my head was at.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, next game we got Georgia Florida neutral site game, world's largest cocktail party as they call it down in Jacksonville. Usually a crazy, crazy atmosphere. Uh, Florida is the underdog, catching four and a half. I believe Florida six, Georgia eight. So highly ranked, top ten matchup. Probably the only game this week that has as many eyes on it as as any other game. So. Um, I'll take us I'll start out here I got Florida taking this one I it, the line is close and that just doesn't if Georgia was truly as good as as everyone thinks they were I think this number would be a little bit bigger so I'm going with Florida and I wouldn't be surprised come kickoff if I ended up putting some money line money on Florida so I have Florida right now covering the four and a half but future money line pick is still a possibility.
1: Uh, I'm on Georgia, obviously, uh, for my previous rant. Um, I, so neutral site. So if this was at Georgia, they, they would be, uh, minus six. Is that the maybe and and half? Seven
0: and a yeah. half. Yeah, no, but it's,
1: it's a neutral. Can- it's a neutral. It's a neutral site though. So wouldn't it be half, half the points?
2: Yeah, they're at home. Playing. It's
0: typically a field goal extra that you'll
2: yeah, play. but but they're not playing at Florida and that's they're more playing. of a that's more that's more of a NFL rule to be honest, but yeah, true. I know what I'm saying like, but wouldn't you cut that three three and a half? Because no. it's a
1: neutral site.
2: I would just I would just go into it as even zero zero exactly. nobody gets in it. No one gets an advantage. So you're gonna take three points. If it goes to Georgia, they get an extra three points.
1: All right, listeners, subscribe and comment on mm-hmm. who you think is right. Um, all right, so fine, that makes my point stronger. If they're at Florida, uh, they'd be getting um, a point and a half. Um, if they're at Georgia, they'd be getting seven and a half points. So uh, I'm on Georgia. Um, obviously, I'm biased. Uh, I, I just don't think Florida has, has proven themselves yet. But Georgia also lost to South Carolina. So I'm, I'm, I'm staying with my with my Georgia Bulldogs.
0: This is such a great game every year. Just the atmosphere. It's just trashy. I mean, there's just the the parties beforehand. The, the, the videos that come out from this game are going to be all time. Um, I'm on Georgia here. I just trust them offensively more than I trust Florida. I think that defensively, Florida's a great team, as is Georgia. I, again, would rather have um, Jake Fromm with the ball than, I can't even think of his name anymore, but it's not Felipe Franks. So, Kyle I, Trask. Thank you, Trask. So I have, um, I have Georgia here, and again, it's it's mostly because I trust Georgia offensively to make plays and score points than I do Florida. Again, mm-hmm. this is my thing. I don't want to trust Florida to have to take the ball down the field, especially against the Georgia defense. Um, so I'm I'm gonna stick with Georgia here.
1: Uh, next game, Utah at Washington. Um, Washington's getting three and a half points at home. Uh, They are coming off a loss against Oregon. I am on, and it was a loss at home. Um, I am, and for that reason, I am on Utah. I don't even know if I've picked Utah yet this year. I I feel like I kept saying they have to prove it to me. Um, And they're still sitting at nine, I believe, with one loss. Yep. Um, So uh, I'm taking Utah. I just think two big two big games in a row for even though they had a bye week I believe um, two big two big games in a row for Washington um, and I was hot in them earlier this year but um, they have definitely not proven it to me and Utah's done a little bit more for me so I'm going uh, minus three and a half with Utah.
0: Man, we differ on this. I have Washington winning this game. I think so. They're coming off a bye. They played Oregon two weeks ago. They were beating Oregon by. F- Fourteen points, I think, uh, middle of the third quarter. I thought that they looked impressive all th- until that point, and then they obviously they lost that game. But to me, they've they've been impressive. Washington at home, it was a tough place to play for Oregon when they went in there and beat them. I just, you know, Utah, maybe they're tired from putting up thirty-five points last week against Cal. Um, <laughs> I just think that Washington gets it done here and, and wins uh, outright. I don't know why. Just one of those feelings. And again, it's a Pac-12, so I don't really know. I don't fully trust Utah either. I'm gonna play the home dog here. So give me the home dog of the week, with can I, Washington.
1: Can I caveat, can I caveat that too? So, sure. um, uh, Washington lost at home to Cal, and Utah beat them by thir- beat Cal by 35. Maybe Washington's just a really bad home team. It's just Maybe. crazy. The Pac-12. The Pac-12 is it's nuts. <laughs> like I agree. That that shouldn't happen. Sorry. That's just a, a sidetrack.
2: Go ahead, Sarge. Okay. Um, I'm going with Washington. I got Washington winning this game outright by a field goal. so us go home. The spread win win by a field goal. Um, 21-18 was the score I had written down. I think this, these teams played twice last year. I think Utah scored a total of 10 points, won um, three in the, the championship game and seven in a regular season game prior to that. So I guess with that, I'm just going to stick with Washington, uh, stick with Washington at home especially. So there we go. All
0: right. I'm with you there. Okay. Next game, we got the undefeated SMU Mustangs playing at Memphis. Memphis – is favored here by four and a half points. Um, I like SMU here. I think, you know, looking at the stats and watching these teams play, it should be a high-scoring game. SMU can score quickly and often. Um, I think Memphis can too, but I, I really like them being underdogs here in that role. Not Nothing much more than that. I want SMU to stay undefeated um, and get the win.
2: I went, I'm going with Memphis. Uh, Memphis at home. Game day is traveling to Memphis for the first time, I believe. Crowd's going to be rowdy. Um, SMU is without their top wide receiver, Reggie Robertson. He has not practiced all week. Players hinted at him not playing, so that'll affect Shane Bouchelle in the pass game a little bit. Uh, I just think Memphis has played really well so far this year, and I think the loss that they did suffer was more of a look-ahead, let down, you know, not putting full off full up effort into the game. So I'm going to say Memphis wins. It is a close game. I think it's a high-scoring game. I'm going to say Memphis wins 38-33.
1: Um, hey, I'm It's Love it. It's a trap.
0: <laughs> Love it's it. A trap.
1: Love it's it. a trap. This, this is my um, question mark game of the week. Uh, uh, and I think it's a total trap. And I'm going to fall for the trap i'm taking the points smu undefeated <laughs> um trap me up baby that means <laughs> uh, yep exactly um let's uh, i need to go to light speed somewhere so i'm um, all over uh smu <laughs> falling for it uh but i gotta take the points with the undefeated team so i'm, I'm on smu
0: man i'm so glad we agree on that that made me happy because card <laughs> just card shot me down pretty good he made a lot of good points there <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no like reasonable points of an undefeated team. Like, right. what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I wonder how this line's actually going to move. Yeah. Uh,
0: Same, and should right. get a lot of attention given game days there. Yeah, a lot of bets coming. Right. In, I'm sure. All right, coach. All right, next
2: next game we got Oregon traveling to USC. USC is getting five points as the five and a half points as the home dog. And this is another one. Pac-12, crazy. Um, I'm going USC. Uh, I don't think they went outright. I think U- uh, Oregon still gets the win. I'm going to say they win 37-34 in a, in a high-scoring game. But Oregon just struggled with Washington State last week, who loves to air it out, throw the ball deep, uh, high-flying offense. USC does the same exact thing, and I have to say that USC has better wide receivers than Washington State. And it's at home. I think USC plays ten times better at home than they do on the road, especially with the freshman Keaton Slovis. Ooh, so. more
0: love for Keaton Slovis. You're so hot and cold on Slovis. It's
2: incredible. <laughs> so it's I'm going. I'm going with. I'm going with USC to cover the five and a half. I believe there's been some weird line movement with this one as well. If you kind of check the history on this one, but I think right now it's currently at at five and a half. It was, but it's moving up down pretty quick, pretty weirdly here. So I got USC covering the five and a half at home.
1: When um, uh, quickly jumping back, the SMU line has moved to minus, or the, uh, they're getting plus six now. What the hell is going on? Um, uh, yeah. What, Wait,
0: SMU what? is getting six.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: I thought you meant points. it flipped
0: all the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, That's no, the biggest the trap in the history of the is world. Getting more and more
1: points. <laughs> it's literally. <laughs>
0: might as well just call that trap game. It's trap weekend.
1: Something. Something. People know something, something happened yep. in the news that we, that we just didn't pick up on. Well, Carger um, did I'm give a, a pretty
0: good explanation.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, I'm on USC as well. Uh, I'm taking the points at home. Uh, Pac-12, I don't know. Is I don't know if Oregon's good. Um, I'm simply taking the points at home. It's pretty easy for me. Um, taking the points. and Oregon could win, but who the hell knows.
0: Yeah, this one's not easy to pick. I think that, you know, Oregon's my pick to win the Pac-12, and I think they do have a shot to make the playoffs if they run the table. It would obviously start with them beating USC. I have them winning this game, and I have them covering. Their defense fell apart the past two weeks. They, um, Like we mentioned already twice, they almost lost to Washington. They gave up, I think it was 37, to Washington State, and they got taken to the wire there. But I... I just think um USC is making strides, your boy Slovis Carge. But I just trust Justin Herbert and Oregon more than I trust uh the true freshman, Slovis. It's probably gonna be I don't know. I feel like this has the potential to be a sloppy game down to the wire, but I just I, I, I feel like I need to take Oregon here to um to continue my thoughts of them going to the playoffs. So I'm on Oregon to cover the five and a half.
1: All right, uh, next game. uh, We have Virginia Tech at Notre Dame, minus 17 and a half. Uh, I am going with Virginia Tech. Um, I had a sound reason for it that I can't remember now. Uh, They have a cool mascot. um, Notre Dame coming off of a gigantic loss. in a monsoon. I think it's a big letdown week. I think they still win the game, but I don't think they score a ton of points. Uh, and I think uh, Virginia Tech takes it, takes the spread. They lose the game.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this, I mentioned it earlier. Ian Book, I think, is an all time bad quarterback. He, I, and I, I wrote the word down dreadful. When's the last time that either of you have used the word dreadful? Have you ever, hmm. you think? Um, I, mean, I probably,
2: I probably used it sadly. Yeah, I probably used it Saturday to describe some sort of Wisconsin player, to be honest. But we'll, a lot of four-letter I'll, I'll words, but I one. don't know
0: about dreadful. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I so I wrote down dreadful for Ian Book. I just Notre Dame, you know they they almost lost to USC. Well, that was more of a backdoor cover, but the games have been close with them. Other than my lock of the week when they played Bowling Green and they won by like sixty. But again, that's Bowling Green. So I think this game is Nick, you kind of called it, I'm on the same page as you. It's a close game. Notre Dame gets it done, but not by not by 18. So I'm on I'm on Virginia Tech to cover the 17 and a half.
2: Uh, same here. Uh, lot. I think we're on the same page on some of these picks, but uh, I got Virginia Tech. I just think Notre Dame kind of got punched in the mouth last week and has nothing to play for. I think they're embarrassed. So this could either go two ways. Notre Dame comes out and wins by 50. Yep. Or they're just so let, da- so let down that they just let Virginia Tech hang around, hang around, hang around and, and keep it close and Notre Dame pulls out a late victory. So I have Notre Dame winning 31-17 still, but Virginia Tech hangs around long enough to cover the spread.
0: You're right. It's it's going to go one of those two ways. And it makes me nervous because I don't know for sure it's going to go this way, obviously. But um, yeah, I think we're all on the same page with this. Alright, so, seventh game on the board. We've got... Man, these games are not great. We've got Virginia at <laughs> North Carolina. North Carolina somehow makes the board two weeks in a row, which, I mean, shout out to them. That's impressive. Virginia at North Carolina. North Carolina's favored here by two and a half. I am taking... Who am I even taking? Oh, I'm taking Virginia. Um, I don't... This conference, as I think we all know, is pretty bad, and... My, my my reasoning here is that Virginia's defense has been strong this year, according to the numbers. I don't truly believe that i've I've not watched them play. I just think Virginia's going into Chapel Hill. they win. Duke kept it close with uh, North Carolina last week. I don't know. I don't have much reasoning, but i'm on I'm on Virginia
2: here. Sarge? That would be me. I'm on UNC. The reasoning I wrote down is Matt Brown, and that is it. So nice. those are my comments. Um, <laughs> I, this is, from you speaking towards the how poor this conference is, I believe there's a possibility if things go right, it can go a six way or how many ever teams, six way tie just because they've all beaten each other. Uh, so let's hope for that. And I think in order that to happen, I think we need UNC to win. So Ooh. let's go, UNC covering the two and a half at home, I got them winning 28-24.
0: So you just want chaos. You just want the world to burn, is what you're saying.
2: Um, I mean, I wish the conference was a little bit better and that would make so much sense because no one really cares what happens in the end. But, yeah, I think a seven-way tie in in a conference would be something that would (laughs) kind of be kind of crazy.
1: (laughs) It would be, yeah. Uh, I'll keep it simple. I'm on UNC. Uh, Go Tar Heels. Go baby blue or Carolina blue, whatever the, the hell they are um they're gonna have the flashy jordan jerseys on uh as you can tell i didn't do a lot of research on this game so uh, i'm on unc uh, i'm actually excited for this uh basketball game this year virginia at unc so um but it's football unfortunately so uh, i'm i'm on unc um home team they win by a field goal
0: it's so funny, it's back-to-back weeks where it's uh, North Carolina on our board, but I would rather watch the basketball version of both of the games. hmm
1: mm-hmm. Which is saying a lot about college football. Exactly.
2: All right, last game on the board. We got TCU at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. TCU's coming off a big win against Texas, feeling good about themselves. Max Dugan, the freshman quarterback, has been playing great lately. TCU always has a strong defense. uh, So for that reason, I am on TCU. I just don't trust Oklahoma State. They've had a pretty wacky season up and down tcu's got some confidence beating texas last week uh they got the defense i think to contain not shut down contain chuba hubbard so i have tcu keeping this one within a field goal maybe oklahoma state kicks a last second field goal in the game to win but i think tcu is close enough to at least cover that three and a half love the half point by the way that is that is a big hook on a football number
1: i would love to have that uh I am taking Oklahoma State um, ride in the mullets. Uh Mike Gundy's mm-hmm. gonna uh, pull something out. Um, I think TCU it, gigantic game last week, huge win. I think you get a letdown game this week from them. Um, I think that's why the spread is so close. I, i'm I'm on uh, Oklahoma State uh, minus three and a half at home go mullets.
0: I am on Oklahoma State as well, and it's mainly because, there's one person that's gonna play in this game that I can name. So I, I only know one name, and it's Chuba Hubbard, and he plays for Oklahoma State. So gimme Oklahoma State. Also, honestly, if <laughs> if he doesn't fumble three times or however many times he fumbled against Baylor, they might beat Baylor last week or whenever that was. So, you know, clean that up a little bit and I think that offense is back to, you know, the explosive offense we've seen earlier this year in past years. Uh, but especially especially with the running game they have going with Shuba Hubbard. So I'm on Oklahoma State as well to get it done at home. And that does it yep. for our board. So we're all in Week 10. Again, not the sexiest board, I'll say, but one game of pretty big importance with Georgia-Florida. So something to look forward to, and a lot of Pac-12 madness that could happen. So we'll always be fun.
2: Great, Great betting board this week, though. I think... Although the games aren't great, I think the numbers line up really good where there's going to be a lot of last possessions. I mean, what, we have one, two, three, four, five of these these eight games with a touchdown or less spread. So uh, if anything, we're going to be cheering for a number at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, that is always, always something to look forward to. All right, so it is time. Let's do some locks of the week. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock, it up. lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up.
1: All right. Uh, I'm first to go. All right. So I, ha- I have a question for you guys. Yep. Can I take Baylor, West Virginia under 57?
0: <laughs> I mean, is no. that what you had written down or are you watching <laughs> Honestly, the game live? And <laughs> I, didn't
1: have, <laughs> I didn't have anything written down.
0: Yeah, I'd say no. <laughs> yeah right, money, is that is that how
1: about how about money line arizona cardinals <laughs>
0: what what's the live uh number i'll give you the live number if you want that for the under
1: oh, i don't also uh, okay yeah. I'll, whatever the live number is i'll smash that for the over
0: yeah that that would involve me looking it up which i don't
1: it will oh. but will you accept that sure if you look it up okay then you guys go
0: okay um so i am up i don't ask me to explain why, but I am taking Wake Forest here. Um, at home <laughs> against NC State, Wake Forest is favored by 7.5. They're ranked 23rd. They're 6-1. and one. That's really all I know about Wake Forest. But I am on Wake Forest to beat NC State by more than 7.5 for my lock of the week. And by the way, I lost my lock of the week last week, so I am down to 3-6 and six on the year, which is not
1: good. What are we at?
0: You are both at 4-5 and five. after big wins. Nick, you just destroyed your parlay. And, car- or no, sorry, cards, you lost your Texas lock of the week, but you're still at 4-5.
2: <laughs> but I called that loss uh, before the game even started, so um, I get a half a win for that one. We'll, we'll go that way. Yeah. Yes, yeah. participation. You get it. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, my lock of the week is, and, and I know these teams are down, and they don't really have much revel- relevance in college football today, but it's still a big game. Miami's playing Florida State. So uh, that's, my, that's my game that I'm going with, and I'm going with Miami plus three. Florida State, I just don't think they're good. And if the game's going to be close, Willie Taggart is going to coach himself out of a job here and just completely blow it. So I'm saying Miami plus three is my lock of the week. Where's that game played? Right. I believe it's at Florida State, if not a neutral site. Gotcha. Okay. It might be at the Orange Bowl. Which would be Miami then.
0: Yep. Uh, Nick, do we have a number for you?
1: Yep, 38.5.
0: <laughs> oh, man. No,
1: wait. Oh, yeah, 38.5. Okay. All right. You got it. All points, right. points, over, points. Over, over, uh, I don't know if over. you knew
0: this, but uh, West Virginia is a huge second half team. So look out.
1: Oh, yeah. I was going to just take a money line plus 900.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's not looking too That's a
1: joke either. That's a joke. I'm not taking <laughs>
0: it. <Fine. laughs> Alright, locks are locked. So I think this is a pretty important discussion now. We've, we've been doing this quote-unquote update um, each week, really, going forward, or going backward, but we're, we're looking at playoff top four and Heismans, and a lot has happened, I think, especially this week, in both of these kind of worlds. So we have, let's start with the playoff and who you, let's say who you expect to be in the playoff at this point right now. Nick, you previously had, had Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. Is your last top four that you had? Would you like to Wait, update go,
1: that? Go again. Go again.
0: So it was Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and Notre Dame.
1: Dang it. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna take out Ohio State and put in Penn State. Okay. And then I'll swap out Notre Dame with LSU.
0: All right, so two SEC teams: Clemson, Bama, Penn State, and LSU. Not, not too bad. Yep. Cards, you currently have LSU, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Clemson. What would you, if anything,
2: take? Like uh, I gotta take Oklahoma out because that's not fair to what I said prior. Uh, but I screw it. Let's do it. Let's put Oregon in. Let's put Oregon as the fourth team. Uh, yeah. Everyone's, wins out. Um, wins the Pac-12. Other crazy shit happens. They're in at number four. I'll leave the other three the same. LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. I think Dude, that's a solid three. I'm with
0: you. I mean, I'm doing the exact same thing. So I had Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, and Oklahoma previous. I'm flopping, flop, flopping, <laughs> flipping, Jeez, Oklahoma and Oregon. So I'm, I'm putting Oregon in too. I think, you know, I, I talked about it earlier, but I expect them to run the table or at least think that they can. That means winning the Pac-12 championship and having a shot. So I'm with you um go ducks but we now have a Heisman discussion to talk about because all year my rationale has been Jalen Hurts playing on Oklahoma is going to go undefeated and it's going to be fairly easy to do and he's going to put up huge numbers and win the Heisman so I'm off that train that train is burning going down the tracks I'm going to I think I'm 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 going to go with Joe Burrow Obviously, that's kind of the front runner at this point, but he's just putting up numbers. He's got a big game coming up against Bama. Um, a lot of opportunity to make big plays and, and impress a lot of people. So I'm, I'm on Burrow here. Nick, you had Jonathan Taylor left in there last week with Joe Burrow kind of second. Yeah, I'm taking Joe Burrow. I'm sorry.
1: sorry. I mean, I'm over it, but you know. Yeah. No, it's Joe fine. Burrow. This is fine. For all the same reasons. It's his yep. to lose at this point. Um, and I think he's on the best team. So Joe Burrow.
2: Cards, you nah, were the opposite. I, I had Joe Burrow as well.
0: Yeah, you had Joe Burrow, and then I think just out of uh, Wisconsin pride, you had Jonathan Taylor in the discussion as well.
2: I had him at least get in New York. That is done. That's um, way done. I'm so disappointed you did not take this platform to nope. start screaming for your guy.
0: No, nope. um, I mean I will in a second here, but okay. I was
2: going <laughs> to say I, I thought you were I, going. I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm staying with Joe Burrow um i'll kind of start that discussion if you want Lop, and then you can just kind of run with it and feed off my thoughts my biggest fear is that i think ohio state has three guys that could potentially be voted for the heisman in justin fields jk dobbins and chase young so the let's say the east northeast voters of the heisman could just eat up those votes between those three players and none of them go or just one of them goes who are the highest out of those, which is kind of disappointing. But, um, yeah, what are your kind of thoughts on, on that, I guess?
0: Yeah, it's a good point. So in our show notes, I posed the question, after after doing what he did against Wisconsin, does Chase Young have a legit shot to actually go to New York and, and be in the top, what, three or four, however many they invite? But I think what you brought up is a good point because really – any three of those, you could argue, is the best player on that team and doing the most for that team. To me, I don't think – this is weird, but I just don't think it's Justin Fields. I think that he is as talented a quarterback potentially as there is in college football, but he's not doing what he needs to do from a stats perspective to get there. I think he's more so – and this is not uh, to be like a a brook manage the game thing, but I think he's more so just managing games as we go. He's making big throws that need to be made. He's handing the ball off to JK Dobbins, obviously. And then he's going for those, you know, third down, we're in a pinch. We need a we need a scramble first down type play, um, which has been Ohio State quarterback's MOs for years now. But I just don't think he's doing anything flashy enough to actually get there. So for me, it's really between Chase and JK. And I just think if Chase continues to do some of the things that he does defensively and cause turnovers and, and have these game changing sacks and plays, it's going to be hard for voters to not vote for him because he's just that dynamic and game changing of a player.
1: I just, I, I, uh, who Ohio State hasn't played anybody yet. <laughs> we don't know, we don't know who, we don't know who they are. <laughs> you know, what's their, oh my God, doing? I
0: just, beer just came out of my nose. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> We don't know who they are. We don't know. Who, they don't have a quality. So I think it's good. I think that'll be hashed out uh, when they go to Michigan um, and when they play Penn State. Um, so uh, I, I, that's, uh, I don't think they've proven themselves yet, especially in the rain.
0: Well, OK, so that aside, I don't, I don't actually fully know if you're joking or not. But that aside, Nick, do you think that Chase Young has a legit shot to be invited oh, yeah. to New York City? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. Just I wanted to make sure that we're very clear on that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, a lot, obviously, to be determined in the weeks coming and huge games coming up, but Joe Burrow seems to be the guy with people behind him. You know, we haven't even mentioned Tua or um, anybody else for that matter. So a lot of games to be played and a lot of most likely big plays to happen still. So pretty exciting stuff. All right, so let's let's uh, pivot here a little bit. So we talked about this a few weeks back. SB206 was a law that California passed that basically says that kids in college, student athletes in the state of California, have the right to profit off of their likeness. At the time, we talked about what, what that was doing was really pressuring the NCAA to come back and make a rule like this, and we saw it a couple days ago happen. So the NCAA voted unanimously to um, to basically go along with that and say that, yes, student-athletes are able and should be able to profit off of their likeness. My question, I guess, and we can just throw it up whatever way you guys want to take it, um, what are your thoughts on on them doing this? I have my notes in here, but I'll get to them after
2: I kind of let you guys talk through it a little bit. Go ahead, Karaj. All right. Um, I think the NCAA took the cheap way out. I think they kind of said, yeah, we kind of agree with you and we want to be popular with everybody and we want to jump on board. But we want to do it under collegiate rules. We want to do it under what we say is legal and not. It's not going to be a flat out. I believe they use the terminology collegiate matter or something along those lines, collegiate model. So I don't know it doesn't mean does it help sure does it mean anything i guess we'll wait and see until what they actually propose but it, i think they said it would be effective 2021 is their goal so basically they're trying to give themselves a full year to get this language in place i think it was just a bunch of hey look at me we're trying to do what's right and cover every cover our bases and you know get out on everyone's good graces but we'll see we'll see what happens
1: yeah i um similar thoughts so when uh the law was first released by uh california the ncaa the president or whoever the you know head dude is basically said we're going to fight this with everything we have and then all the others or well florida and a couple other states kind of fell in line with california and i think the ncaa quickly realized that oh shit we can't fight this um uh, and they're like, we need to get our, our hand in the piggy bank um, or at least get some control over this. Um, so I think that's why this, this rule is set in place. And I think the same thing, Karge. It's like a step in the right way, but it's the manipulating NCAA's way to to try and control it um, and, and and reduce it as much as possible. The the collegiate models, you know, that's just, it's that's full of shit. So um, good thing for... Um, NCAA football uh, video game uh, EA sports uh, but otherwise I think for the actual like players (laughs) um, step in the right direction but I I think it's just the NCAA trying to control things that were that they had been losing control of
0: yeah I think you guys kind of covered a lot of it obviously but I think the thing that comes to my mind uh, first when I heard this and when I you know, read through some of this stuff is that the NCAA, like you guys are saying, is trying to control this. But more than anything, I think what's important for them to do is standardize standardize this across these 50 states. You know, we heard Florida or I'm sorry, California first come out and say, you know, in 2023, we're going to whatever, whatever Florida come out and say, well, we're going to do this as soon as 2020 or 2021. And so each of those states would then have the opportunity to kind of, um, do something a little bit different or I guess offer different um, verbiage in their, in their actual law. This gives the NCA the opportunity to standardize this across 50 states so that all schools are included and can benefit uh, for it or with it. My main thing though, is that it just seems like um, Carj, I think you said it best. They took kind of the easy way out here. They're like, yes, we agree with you states, but we don't know what exactly that means yet. So just sit tight. Let us figure this out. Give us another, you know, six months to a year and then we'll come back with a, a, an actual proposal. But for now, yeah, we agree with you. Just please don't do anything right away is is kind of the way that I took that.
2: Right. I found some right. I found some bullet point language, if you will, that they threw out into their response. Um mm-hmm. I'll just read a couple their very brief short sentences. Um some one of the sentences said make clear this distinction between collegiate and professional opportunities is one of their main goals. Make clear that compensation for athletic performance or participation is impermissible. Mm. Uh which again kind of re defeats the purpose of what's what's kind of going on. But reaffirm that student athletes are students first and not employees of the university which again has nothing to do with the university because the university will not be paying these students. And then finally protect recruiting environment and prohibit inducements to select, remain at, or transfer to a specific institution, which I guess out of all of those comments, I think that's the one I agree with the most. They need to find a way to limit all these transferings. And I think even right now the transfer portal is getting out of control, but that's a discussion for another podcast and we can, and we can move on.
1: Any, fi- any final thoughts on
0: that, uh, Lop? I just think the, the one thing I, I just think it's funny that last sentence that you said about um, about transferring and uh, recruiting and making sure it's an even playing field. Does everybody everybody knows about the college basketball shoe deals and stuff, <laughs> right. right? Like this shit's right. happening now, and it's not legal. So, like, what do you what are we really doing? Like, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I understand that what they're trying to do because it makes sense and they need to be doing these things and write these words into these laws. For me, again, I just think it's like, yes, we agree with you, but we don't really know how to, how to fix it or what best to do.
1: Right. So, All right, moving on. We're going to a little lighter uh, subject, the coin toss game of the week. Uh, last week, we Miami, Ohio beat uh, Kent State. 2316, uh, which moved us to four and three for the season with the coin toss game of the week. So over 500 on a totally random guess of a game. Uh, this week we are going to Eastern Michigan. So Eastern Michigan is minus one at home against Buffalo. They are both four and four teams. Um, tried to try to pick the closest one. Um, I almost went uh, with Akron, uh, who's 0 and 8 versus Bowling Green, who's 2 and 6. But I, I couldn't do oh, that to yeah. So we're doing Buffalo versus Eastern Michigan. Uh, Eastern Michigan's home, so they are heads.
0: Let's go Bulls. I want Bulls.
1: Heads. We're going Eastern Michigan.
0: Go uh, Eagles? I don't even know what um, they
1: yeah. are. You're the mascot guy. Eastern Michigan.
2: The... I think they the are. Green, they're on the road. Right? They're, on the, they're on the road, yeah. correct? Man, because I, I know. I thought Eastern Michigan was the one no. that has the all, all red field. No. I think you were oh. thinking
1: of Ball State. Oh man that exists. He's an eagle. Alright. Guess the mascot's name. This, Eddie. Uh, it's a recurring recurring segment. Eddie the Eagle. No. Carge.
2: Uh Eastern Michigan Red Hawks. No, they're the Eagles. No, they're but... the Eagles, dude. <laughs> oh. But the oh, name God. of the mascot. Oh, what's the name? <laughs> yeah. It's an eagle. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> Throw something out there.
1: Talent. Anything no uh spike cars Car- i'm not gonna say it to you uh
2: i don't know just
1: say any word i have just, no
2: idea anything
1: <laughs> you're not gonna <laughs> do it say sadie yeah Sparty. Sparty. <laughs> no it's a uh, swoop swoop hey, i, I like that the a lot I was, I got the... yeah With
2: baylor
0: of. baylor really didn't score on the goal line
2: no, nah, they got held. I think they they went for it on fourth down, and the QB sneaked it and got stuffed. Unreal. They they scored on third.
1: They just said yeah. that they did. Um, Pretty bad. Whatever. Uh, so that's coin toss game of the week. Uh, moving on to final thoughts. Uh, Lop lead the way. Yeah. So
0: really quick, I love college football because of upsets like Kansas State versus Oklahoma, a game that none of us really had on our radar. We did have it on the board, but. Nobody really thought Kansas State had a legit chance. So just goes to show you something like that can happen every week. Always fun to watch college football week in and week out, even on stinker weeks or what we think to be stinker weeks like this week. So excited to see what comes this week.
2: Um, I'll kind of follow up with that and kind of go along with There's a select group of teams that always every year compete for a national championship. And very quickly, there's a lot of teams that fall out of that conversation. But it doesn't mean that their season is a waste or completely thrown out. Uh, Let's take Kansas, for example. They've been the bottom dweller of the Pac-12 for years and have just been made fun of. And they've won four games this year. And it might not seem a lot to compared to an Alabama, Clemson, or anyone else, but to them, that's a big deal. So I think that, to me, is what kind of makes college football exciting when you see these teams that struggle year in and year out and then have a year where they make a bowl game. Bowl games to these teams are everything for the ones that aren't making it to college football playoff because they get free gear, they get extra weeks of practice, they get travel, they get uh, recognition from ESPN or ABC or Fox. So making a ball game is no slight. And I think that we need to make sure that that's still like a thing moving forward and not taken for granted.
1: Yeah, I, I can reiterate college football is fun. Um, it basically be being at Ohio state. So being, you know, and we, we've, uh, we've, I think all been to, um, the horseshoe before, but just even when Ohio state just came out of the tunnel, I'm like, man, I freaking hate this team, but that was awesome. Like college football is just so flipping awesome. Um, even for the teams that you hate. Um, so, uh, obviously as you can tell, we have moved past that game. Um, looking forward to, um, whooping little brother, Minnesota. Um, but, uh, unfortunately I had the worst record last week and the deal was, That uh, no matter what happened, the outro song would be um, the team that won out of Wisconsin and Ohio State. So unfortunately, I think about right now Ohio State is uh, fight song is playing over my voice, which pains me to say. So on Wisconsin, happy Halloween, go Bucks, on Wisconsin.